Hey, good morning, Bridge Community Church. Hey, welcome to the most weatherproof outdoor service you've ever been to in your life. Come on. Hey, is anybody excited to be here today? Yeah. Man, those who, who typically come to the, for, to the 9 a.m. are like amped right now. And those who come to the 11 a.m. are still waking up. Just give them some time. Just give them some time. Don't, don't, don't agitate them too much, right? <laughs> hey, I'm, my, my name is Matt Robinson. I'm one of the pastors on staff here. It's, it's an honor to be with you today. And today, uh, you probably can tell what's, what's going down. Everybody who was a part of Leap last week is wearing a Leap shirt. And so what is LEAP? If you, if you are newer to this church, uh, you, you might not be familiar with what it is. So LEAP was a week-long summer skills workshop that this church hosted for everybody grades 7 through 12 in this community. We had 50 students and 57 volunteers participate, which is awesome, right? So... Here's what I want to do before we uh, really dive in today. We're going to celebrate Leap, but we're also just going to take something from Leap because Leap could stay in the history books, but I want it to be something that we carry as a church. The momentum that we, we created with Leap, I want to carry it together as a church body. So that's what I want to do today. But if you were a part of Leap at all, in any capacity, would you stand right now so we can recognize you? Everyone in Leap, you were, you were part of Leap at all. Yes. Love it. Love it. Hey, we love you guys. Yeah, 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 we love you. And I just want to specifically recognize our lead team. This was led by Jen Martinelli. Uh, yeah. yeah. Molly was our, our marketing director. She killed it. Uh, and Rochelle did all of our food wherever Rochelle is at. Thank you, Rochelle. Danielle was our registration person. Yeah. And then uh, me and Rob, what, what did we do, Rob? We basically just filled the rest in, right? I don't know exactly. Yeah. Rob and I just did a lot of extra stuff too, so we're excited for that. So hey, today what we're going to do is I'm going to celebrate, we're going to celebrate Leap together, but we're also going to, again, like I said, carry the, the momentum of Leap together. So, uh, so here's what I'm gonna, I want to do. This is, I have one thought that I want to get across to you guys today. We have some people that we're going to come up and we're going to interview and we're going to talk. That's kind of why we have this here. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to ask some people some questions about Leap and their experience, and we're going to learn from them, which is exciting. But I want us all to grab something. And if we walk away with nothing else, this is what I want us to get across. Could you throw my main point up there? Everyone can love anyone. Everyone can love anyone. Could you say that with me? Ready? Everyone can love anyone. Okay. I know the kids are here. Just the kids. Okay? This, just the kids. Repeat this main point. Ready? Everyone can love anyone. Okay, love it. Hey, beautiful, beautiful job. Beautiful job. Um, you know, I feel like we're still kind of waking up a little bit. It's weird. I don't know what the weather, you know, whenever it's rainy, just everybody's tired. I don't know what it is, but whatever. Um, so the, 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 it was so interesting, you know, thinking about Leap and this awesome week that we had. One time Jesus was approached by somebody. And this person asked Jesus, hey, he was in the middle of Jesus' ministry. He's like, hey, 
you're doing all this stuff, you're healing people, you're teaching things. What is the main thing you want to, uh, everyone to get from your time here on earth? What is, what is your it? Why are you here? What is the thing that you want everyone to get from what you're teaching, what you're doing? And he said, two things, love the Lord your God. That's the first and greatest commandment. And then the second one is this, throw that one up on the screen. It says that in, in, in um, Mark, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. It says that in, in Mark 31, yes, Mark 20, 12, 31, it says the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. Love your neighbor as yourself. And he defined this later. He was talking to his disciples, and he said, he kind of, he kind of like, said it even more specifically, right? Love, love your neighbor as yourself. What does that exactly mean? And it says it in John, the, the next one. So he said, now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So here's what everyone can love anyone means. Two things. Everyone can love anybody, which means that no matter the differences in background, no matter what it looks like, the person looks like, or this past week, what, even what they might smell like, everyone, which we're working with teenagers, so everyone can love anybody, no matter what. And then secondly, everyone can love anyone. There's one person in your life that you can love. I know that for a fact. And whether that person is, is, is somebody in your family or somebody outside of your normal um, contacts, right? Anyone, everyone can love any one person. So here, he, how are we going to love people today? How is everyone, how can everyone love anyone today? Three different ways. Speak love, show love, be love. That's it. Three super simple, super simple things today, right? It's the middle of summer. We're all half tired because of the weather. So I'm just going to keep it simple today, right? Just keep it real simple. That's it. How can everyone love anyone, speak love, show love, and be love? That's it. And so um, today we're going to celebrate Leap. And I don't think there's anyone who, like, describes Leap and can really talk the vision of Leap more than our director, and so our first person that I'm going to interview this morning is our director of LEAP, Jen Martinelli. Can you give it up for Jen as she comes? <laughs> Welcome, Jen. Hey, Jen, Hello. you rocked this past week. You totally rocked it. Yeah, right? She did awesome. You did awesome. Yeah, so, so great, so great, so great. Um, tell me about, like... When you think about LEAP, what is it that, that gets you about it? Like about the whole program, what is it that, that makes you think like, man, this is why I'm doing this? You know what I mean? So, I mean, one is that the kids did an activity where they were doing like a puzzle. Um, Jim Thomas was helping out with that. He did a great job. And they had to put together these puzzle pieces and it was um, our, our logo, right? Like learn, experience, apprentice, prepare. And I think the kids really got that, that like when yeah. they were sharing, you know, with each other or talking about the week that they were learning things, they were like doing practical things and learning um, to prepare them. And I think they really were getting that. And that was part of it, is helping them to feel prepared to like take whatever next step they were going to do, you know, after this. Yeah. But I think a bigger part for me 
I just keep having um, this constant uh, phrase over me. It's actually every question you know that I think you might ask me is going to come back to this, which is, I wanted them to be seen. Wow. I just wanted them to be seen, and I really felt like this week was in every capacity, whether it was while they were eating and Rochelle's team, you did such an amazing job with food, whether it was in their workshops, there was no, no kid that didn't feel seen. Yeah. And I think that was the bigger part for me is That's that they came awesome. to a place to be seen. That's really cool. What was like favorite part of Leap, right? So two part two. Sure. One is that I felt like every kid came in, not everybody knew somebody. So imagine us as adults walking into, you know, a new event. We're all a little uncomfortable. Some of them came by themselves. But I don't think anyone, I think all of our team leads and volunteers would say, no one left feeling like they were isolated and standing alone. Yeah. They joined really nicely and welcomed each other in. There was a connection, connection with each other and connection with volunteers. And then the second favorite part, which is so selfish, but there's, a, there's, there's outside um, goodness about it too is that one of the teams used my my very embarrassingly dirty car to detail (laughs) (laughs) and uh, so one i've got a very clean car it hasn't been this clean since it came off the dealership so selfishly it's my favorite part but the other part of that was we got to i got to recognize those kids and and those who helped thank you Rob and Jim and Chuck for cleaning it out. But I got to recognize those kids very specifically for taking on that task, and they seemed very proud of of the work that they did. So it was recognizing them, but it also um, was very hard for me to be served. That felt so uncomfortable to allow somebody to serve me, and I immediately was feeling like, ugh, I just don't don't like how this feels, right? But they were very proud that they did that. And so recognizing that and letting that be was, I thought, like a favorite, one of my favorite parts was recognizing them and allowing my discomfort to take a backseat to their uh, pride in the work they did. Right. Yeah. Right. And allowing them an opportunity to be seen as well. Yes. In the fact that they cleaned the director of Leap's car. Like, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. It was so bad. Matt was so embarrassed for us. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you said, like, you almost said that, like, it was hard to be served. It, yeah. what, what is, is that was something that was challenging for you this week at LEAP? Like, what was some, something that challenged you? So, in terms of challenge, I think one of the things that ultimately came up is, you know, when we're, when we're in a body like this, we can all talk about our faith, we can, you know, be in prayer and feel comfortable with our faith, but we had kids in here that maybe they didn't have a faith journey, yeah. and so being that, walking that out in front of them and showing our faith, there was like a balance of how much do you talk about Jesus and Jesus' love where you totally turn them off. And so, you know, in a body of, you know, believers, we can talk a little more freely. So a couple things that were on me a lot were, one, how do I talk about God's love and see them, right, the yeah. way God sees them, and, and say it with, you know, not, not pretend I'm not doing that, but say it. And then the other part um, of that was showing it to, like we have, you know, we're all, all of our volunteers are walking their, their life you know, they had homes to go home to, right. children, you know, and, and chaos. And some of our volunteers had stressful weeks. And being able to pause even in front of the kids and pray over them yep. in plain sight and be okay with that because that was needed for our staff to feel connected and let others see. So it was really what challenged me was walking out my faith and being okay to 
pray out loud. I remember the first time I prayed over lunch, I was like, is that okay? Should we not be doing that? I, but I felt so compelled that I wanted to pray over our staff when they needed it or pray at lunch. Yeah. And even talking about Jesus when it was my time to talk was hard, but I felt, I felt the Holy Spirit leading me and being yeah. like, it's okay. I've got this with you. Wow. Yeah. So you were even challenged in practical ways to walk out your faith. Yes. In, in this setting. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. How did God move in your life? That's, it seems like he moved in that way. But yes. how, how else did he move in your life this, this week? I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's going to evolve. Yeah. One thing I can say is that he definitely, I felt like, gave me the opportunity to, I feel like as a, as a teenager, I don't know if I was seen by a lot of people, meaning I had a lot of people speaking not the greatest things into me as a sure. teen. I didn't have a lot of guidance. And so I wanted my time to be one that I could reassure them that they, they were seen yeah. and that there was like people to speak into them, the voices that were encouraging to speak into them. I wanted to be that. Um, so I feel like that was part of my, my takeaway this week was to help them be seen. I felt God pu pushing me in that direction. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Thank you. Well, I mean, any final thoughts? Like, that's, that's, how does it feel like that, that we just did that? Like, we, we prayed, we were praying for, yeah. for so many months. We were planning for so many months. How does it feel that it's like, it's over now? You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm with you. I just don't know how to feel. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, one is that this was a big endeavor. It was. Going into it. Yeah. Um, I really don't know why I was asked to, <laughs> to direct it. <laughs> You, you did and, great. And one, but that's also, the team was amazing. I mean, it was so perfectly planted that yeah. I, I, I do camps for my work. We have hiccups all the time. There was like no major hiccups. It was smooth. I mean, Danielle and I at registration, one of our goals was like memorize every kid's name by the end of the week so that they felt like we were addressing them. Yeah. Um, it just went very smoothly. And I think a lot of volunteers, yes, there were t days that you were a little more tired than, than most. But there was a different feel in the days that felt light, and I, I don't know, I feel like we've done it, and I think parents and kids all felt really encouraged and yeah. loved that we did it, and there was a connection. Yeah. So I feel like, one, God really blessed this movement, I mean, yeah. blessed this week, I mean, bigger than I could have expected. Um, and I'm excited to see what we can do next. If this is a, a year of proof, I mean, that's, it's huge. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, God totally moved this week yes. and did a lot of things in our hearts and in our lives and in just the kids' lives just being here. Yeah. Thank you so much for being a part oh, of it. Thank and you. thank you for leading. Thank Can we you. just sit, tell her thank you so much? Thanks, Jen. Appreciate it. Uh, man, no matter who you are, everyone can love anyone. And I love what Jen said there. She said, man, I wasn't encouraged as a kid, but I had an opportunity to change the stories of students and encourage people and speak life into them and speak encouragement to them. And I want to invite to the stage someone who did that all week, and uh, he's a little like stage shy, so you just need to give him extra encouragement as he comes up. Can you just encourage Chuck Martinelli as he comes up right now? Take it easy on me. Okay. Yeah, everyone's loving. Everyone's loving that you're up here. Uh, Chuck, thanks for um, allowing my. 
<laughs> Thanks for uh, fit, for doing an oil change, cabin filter change, air filter change on my Honda Fit. I appreciate it. That's quite all right because uh, we kind of ran out of work and we had to get another job. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. That's good. Well, work for, with me. Hold that mic up just a little bit so we can hear you. Okay, beautiful. Perfect. Um, Chuck. What? <laughs> what? I'm sweating. What was your favorite part about Leap? I don't think it was this, but what was your favorite part about Leap? Well, after the safety talk with the kids, they were a little, I don't know, maybe we scared them a little bit. Okay. Thing, but sure. When uh, we split them up into parts, uh, five, five for my brother Bob, five for me, we opened up the uh, classroom door and it was a brand new ball game, man. Okay. Yeah, they, they were outside, they were, I want to jack the car up. I want to take the lug nuts off, you know? They were, yeah. And they did. They did a nice job and all. But uh, to watch them actually take a brake job and from start to finish, the way it's supposed to be done, from, like the factory, was amazing. I mean, and they were excited. And they worked together so well. That's cool. I mean, they really did. But uh, I think... A little closer, a little closer, like a little closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. See, I'm not used to this stuff. <laughs> it's okay. Well, really, they really got excited about was uh, Zacco's uh, 4x4. Oh, yeah. That was something else. I mean, uh, they learned about transfer cases, and front-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive, yeah. one-wheel turn, two-wheel drive, and how to squirt everybody with the uh, washer fluid hose, and, <laughs> which was awesome. And, That's uh, awesome. And we all had a tug-of-war with the Jeep with the power winch. Okay. And I was included on that too. That's cool. And it was really nice. It was fun. That's cool. But, That's uh, cool. So you, you were able to like really fit people into things and see them succeed and see them blossom in their skills. What was something that challenged you this week at Leap? Challenged me throughout uh, pretty much if I had what it took to teach these kids. Sure. And I yeah. did, it didn't bother me when Pastor Rob trapped us and uh, me and my brother Bobby and say, oh, my two favorite brothers. <laughs> we ran the automotive. I mean, yeah. thing, but it didn't bother me until like two days before. Sure. And then I started. I said, did I have what it takes? Can I teach the kids? Yeah. Did I put the right work out there? Is it too hard? Not hard enough? Sure. Is it enough? Yeah. Which it wasn't. They worked us out of work. Hmm. But uh, yeah, it was uh, pretty much a challenge. That's cool. That yeah. Well, it seemed like, I mean, they got a lot out of it. So even in those questions, just talking with them back and forth, man, they, they got a ton out of it, like well, all the students did. Yeah, they did. And plus the, the work crew that we had, yeah. which is, uh, let's say, uh, Len Barco, which is, this is his job selling stuff. Yeah. I never knew where anything went. <laughs> so he learned himself. Right. You know? That's cool. Caleb was uh, my right-hand man. Jim That's Thomas, awesome. Big Jim, my left-hand man. He was good. Uh, then the voice in the back of my head, the one that's, Mr. Chuck, where does that go? Why did you take that off? Da-da-da-da. And that was Dave LeBourgeois. <laughs> if he wasn't doing that, he was out there taking somebody's trunk apart. Okay. Looking for things. All right, so, all right, wow. the team was, uh, it was a great team. Good. And Lorraine was... That yeah. all the money. She kept us on time, target. If we were running over time, uh, keep you count of the kids. And, Good. Yeah. Good. It was, it was okay. That's cool. That's cool. Did you have fun? 
I did, yeah, I did. Thank you for asking me. And it was fun to put that team together because I like, like David LeBourgeois doesn't work awesome. doesn't work on cars usually. He, right, he doesn't do cars. Right, but he's and, a teacher. Uh, right, and you know, and so like it was cool to see that team, kind of like a different dynamics for everybody right. come together and be one unit. That's really cool. Especially detail, and you had Sam, which he could do the roofs. Yeah, the yeah. Cars. He's awesome. tall. Right. He's tall. Right. But it was a good team. Good. And uh, what is something that God did in your life this week, well, at least? Pretty much what you said there is just to show me and the team that uh, show these kids that yeah, we do love them. Yeah. And uh, we do care about them, and all the ones I asked, uh, pretty much most of them said they're coming back. Good. But, good. Uh, and they did. They enjoyed the uh, their photo op in my Fairlane. Which, <clears throat> yeah. the only other kids who were ever in that car were my grandchildren. Oh. So they all got to sit in it, have their parents took pictures. And That's fun. cool. That's cool. Thanks for letting them do that. That's awesome. Oh, that was quite all right. Yeah. So you can come over later on and clean it up. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Thanks, Chuck. Thanks for being up here. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hey. Man. Everyone can love anyone. Everyone can love anyone. I love that. Thanks so much, Chuck. Um, first, firstly, I said the three ways. Speak love, show love, be love. First is speak love. And the reality is Jesus gave us all the ability, if we follow him, to speak love and to speak encouragement to other people. And it says it so, so clearly in Luke 12, uh, 11 through 12, and it says this, Jesus is talking to his disciples right before he's about to leave, and he says, when you're brought to trial in the synagogues and before rulers and authorities, don't worry about how to defend yourself or what to say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what needs to be said. And so many times, I mean, I can speak for a lot of the volunteers, there's like maybe things that were said, and we're like, man, what do I say to that? Like there's things that were done, and we're like, man, what do I say to that? But if we're in tune enough to the Holy Spirit in whatever situation we're in in our lives, God will give us the words to say. And he can, because everyone can love anyone, he can give you the ability to speak love to anyone. And I personally love encouraging. Like, if you know me, you know I love to encourage people. Like, that's like my thing. I love it so much. Like, literally, I will tell you at the end of our conversation, most likely, you're awesome. Like, I just add that in there because I just love encouraging, right? And one of my life verses, like, is um, Proverbs 20, 12, 25. I don't have this on the screen. Worry weighs a person down, but an encouraging word cheers a person up. I love that. And that's what we had the, an opportunity to do this past week at Leap. And so, man, I love that. And, and I hope, you know, I hope you have, see that as an opportunity as well. But, um, you know, it We've seen, especially with teenagers, that in order to make an impact, you need to be encouraging. And someone this week was like, I just gelled with this person because we're about as encouraging. Like, we're, we're equally encouraging, and I loved it. I was like, man, we're like of the same fold. Like, I love it. Um, and so I'm going to ask her to come up now, and I'm going to ask her a couple questions about speaking love. Can, can you uh, encourage Marley Spielman as she comes to the stage right now? Yes. Hey, Marley. Man, I love how you are super positive and super upbeat. Like, I, I, we didn't really, our past never really connected before Leap. But, man, like, seeing you and, and, and observing you this week, I was like, man, you are super encouraging. Yeah. 
I love that about you. What, why is speaking love so important to you? You know what? People are important to me. That's cool. I just, it runs in my veins. Mm-hmm. And there's, it's so much easier to find something positive to say about something, yep. about somebody or their situation than to pull out the negative. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. And it's more fun. Yeah, it really is. It's just more fun. To, <laughs> just to, to see their face. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell, so tell me about a time that you spoke love this week and the impact it had. Oh, wow. There were so many opportunities. I mean, just noticing um, the things about the kids, something um, that they had done. I I worked in culinary, so we had some amazing, amazing kids there in culinary. And um, just talking about the things that were special to them, you know, um, what they had made. I might have said, wow, that was the most excellent uh, omelet I ever tasted, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. You know, maybe a picture they were making or, you know, finding out things that they loved. Yeah. Um, it, it really was just a, a lot of opportunities to speak blessing to that. This That's week. cool. That's cool. Yeah, and I love that because, like, I don't know what it is about, like, the teenager. Like, you're just like, this is the, like, superlative it's the best this is the greatest thing i've ever had it's just like warms them up and allows them to like it allows them a space allows you a space for you to speak into their life more which i love that exactly um what did jesus do in your heart this week you know what i feel as though i was renewed in the young people that Mm. are around us um you know a lot of prayer went into the beginning of this and i just I was feeling it from then that something really amazing was about to happen. And, um, you know, as I saw these kids together, I said, this is like the most amazing group of children I have ever met in my life. They were the kindest children to one another. Um, For a group of children to come together like this, maybe some of them knowing each other, maybe some of them not, they were so good to each other, so kind, so encouraging. That really was such a renewal in my heart um, over this week about kids. That's cool. (laughs) That's cool. And something did amazing did happen in and through your life. Mm -hmm. So, uh, man, I'm, I'm encouraged by you. I'm encouraged that you like spoke into those lives and allowed an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to go in. So thank you so much for all that you've done. Thank you. Hey, let's, let's encourage Marley today. Thanks, Marley. Everyone can speak love into anyone. Everyone can speak love into anyone. And so um, my question to you is, who's the one in your life that you can encourage this week? Who's the one? Everyone has one in, in their life that they can encourage this week. Who is your one? And so the second, so we said speak love. The second way that everyone can love anyone is show love. And man, practical service is like the, it's, it's like no, it's the thing that no one sees but everyone needs. You know what I'm saying? Like we couldn't do this week at Leap and we can't do any week here at Bridge Community Church without people who are cleaning this building, without people who are taking out the trash, without people who are cleaning like the toilets and everything else like that. Like we need people like that in order to operate in our lives. We need them. Without them, that wouldn't happen. And um, right before Jesus gave the, the command that I said earlier, you know, love. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. He said like, love others like I've loved you. Right before that, 
in the beginning of that chapter, he washed his disciples' feet. And it's so cool. In John 13, 3 through 5, it says, it says this. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from his table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that he had around him. Sometimes we lose the, the impact of what that means, of washing feet, right? Like washing feet, especially specifically Jesus washing feet, that would be like, if the mayor came to your house and scrubbed your toilets, right? Or that'd be like if the president of a college was the one responsible for, for cleaning your dorm room, right? It's just like that would never happen. Like he just took on the, the level of a servant in that moment that it just, it blew everybody's mind. Like why is Jesus doing that? But he, he's in that said, and, 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 highlighted the importance of practical service in, in, in our lives. And it's so cool because he was a master, but he was doing what really a servant did. He was a leader, but he was doing what somebody who was just nobody did. And so it's so cool. We had like a ton of practical help this week. And this week couldn't have happened. Leap couldn't have happened without the practical help that went into it. And so I'm going to ask right now to the stage, Rochelle Gerthy. She was, yeah, give it, get up for Rochelle. Hey, Rochelle, yo, you, she was involved in all of the food prep and planning this week. A lot of work copious amounts of food. Yeah, like tons of work. And to feed an army of people, like we're looking at like how many people a day, like almost like 80 people-ish. 80. Yep. Wow, that's in- incredible. Like we're talking like like 50-ish students with like 30-ish volunteers a day. Mm-hmm. That's insane. It felt insane at times. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you had to do it like with like nowhere to prep and I mean, we can get we can get into the weeds of it but like it was a huge feat and you did it it was and I had a team of about 10 to 12 other people and I could never have coordinated any of that by myself so that's awesome everyone who was baking and cutting up fruit and just shopping for snacks upon snacks upon snacks <laughs> <laughs> it was so appreciated that's cool so that's cool people. And I've seen you, like, Rochelle, like, knowing you, I've seen that you really come alive in terms of practical service with others. Like, that's just something that, that, that leaps in you, right? Yes. I know we like, you like puns, right? <laughs> All over it. <laughs> right. Tell me about that. Like, why is practical service meaningful to you? I, I just go back to uh, my experience at kids camp a couple years ago and just... Uh, again, just so many kids, and the way that food, I mean, food's important to everyone, and we could have fed them anything, but when you take the time to think about what do kids like, and you have food available every few hours, and um, it just was interesting to see how they started the week kind of shy, not really digging into the food too much and then as the week went on when they realized there was going to be an abundance when they realized there were snacks available when they realized there was enough for everyone they just went kind of crazy but that's but again like that I, I feel like there's a big connection between your physical needs 
and being open spiritually. And yeah. I just feel like, you know, the more that they, um, the verse, uh, taste and see that the Lord is good, just kept running through my mind the whole week because, you know, the more they would get excited about food. People get wow. excited about food and it brings yeah. people together and it brings an openness and it brings, you know, a time of sharing, a time to kind of let down and relax and Mm-hmm. But just to be open then to being filled with other things. Yeah. Food is a big part of it because it's like, you know, you always hear like, oh, the, the, if you're a part of like a camp or something, it's like, oh, the camp was great, but the, you know, food wasn't, you know, but yeah. in this, in Leap, it was like the camp was great. The food was awesome. <laughs> you know, so it was just like, it went hand in hand. Yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. It just made it that much better. Exactly. It did. It did. It did. And so like this week we talked about how much work it took, but how were you fulfilled? Because I'm sure this was a tiring week for you. What, in what ways were you fulfilled this week? I mean, just seeing the smiles on their faces, yeah. hearing them express that they were excited about the choices. Um, yeah, I, the one group at the end of the week, they all made cards for me and my team. And honestly, cool. I was like, I think someone in this room knows my love language. <laughs> they cried all over the pizza. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it just, it was... You just can't put a, yeah, just the smiles and that they were that excited. What's for lunch today? Yeah, yeah. Well, when we're talking about showing love, and I know you you showed love all week long. Was there a moment that you showed love this week that really had an impact specifically? Um, Let's see. I don't know. I think that... um, Oh, that's a tricky question. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you basically did it all week. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I got a little down on myself the one day we kind of ran. We almost ran out by Wednesday. It was like everybody was tucking into the food pretty hardcore. And on Wednesday, we almost like we did run out of like the main lunch food by the time some of the volunteers came through. And I was just like, oh. I was I just broke my heart. I didn't. That was my biggest fear to run out of food. But um I mean, everybody was just so gracious, and, you know, awesomely, we had other leftovers, and we had other things to pull, so... That's cool. It all worked out, but... That's cool. Yeah, just yeah. keeping on, like, persevering, getting through that, and right. making sure there was enough, yeah. Right, and then sh- and in that showing love, man, you had that impact of that turnaround of, like, man, but there's more, yes. right? Like, and it's kind of like that in practical services, like, man, I'm tired, but God provides more. Yes. You know what I mean? And it's just, I don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> oh, I know. I thought of the moment. Yes. Um, so the one day, I kind of lost track at one point. Like, who was making what? I didn't know. Did I remember to set up dessert this day for lunch? And I, I just, I'm looking at my stash of snacks thinking, oh, we can put out these packs of cookies. It'll be fine. We'll, we'll just get through it. And then someone walked in with just like trays of cookies, fresh baked wow. chocolate chip cookies. And I just, I wanted to cry because I was like, oh. Like, the team was there. They were on it, and I didn't even have to think about it or worry about it. So that was, that was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for all your work you did this week. You worked so hard. Thank you so much for all that you did. Can we just encourage Rochelle? Thanks, Rochelle. Thank you. I love that. I love that. So you know my question's coming. How can you show love to one person this week? How can you be a practical servant to someone this week? How can you show love to somebody this week? Speak love, 
show love. The last one is be love. And so what is be love? What does that actually mean? What does it actually look like? It's just simply being before we actually can make an impact. So many times in especially specifically teenagers, man, they have to know that you care before they care about what you're about to tell them. They have to first know that you, that you, that you care about them. And that's so important in teenagers' lives, but that's really important in everybody's lives as well, to, to care and then for the impact. And so, and Jesus did this so well in a story um, that I'll just bring, I'll just touch on real quick. Jesus in the rich young ruler story, there's a moment where a rich young ruler comes up to him and he's basically looking for Jesus to give him a check mark. Like a, hey, you're doing, like, Jesus, I'm doing good, right? And so he asked the question to Jesus. He said, what can I do to be saved? And it's so interesting because he asked the question wrong. What can I do to be saved? That means that, like, you need to do something in order to have salvation. That's the incorrect question. But Jesus, before he corrects him, he asks them questions. And he asks them about, okay, what are some things that you're doing? And then there's this awesome verse, one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible. It's this, Mark 10, 21a. Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. I love that. Jesus felt genuine love for him. Before he corrected him, before he did anything, he just said, he just felt love for him. That's so amazing. And so really in, in our lives, we, that's our first step. That's our baseline. That's our go-to is just showing. It's just being love. It's just feeling genuine love for people. And he was just simply there. He was just simply, he simply was with this man. And there's, man, somebody did this amazing this week. And I love how this person seriously dove in and just knocked it out of the park. So I'm going to ask this stage, Brenda Silk. Could you give it up for Brenda today? Brenda, you are an absolute all-star. You are an absolute all-star. Thank you so much for all that you did this week. Man, you are newer to the church, but you dove in. Like, you were here almost every day of Leap, and man, like, seeing you in the morning sometimes, I'd be like, hey, Brenda, how you doing? You'd be like, tired, but I'm here. And I love that. I love that so much. Like, that's so cool. What did God do in your heart this week, Brenda? It was, it was a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a life-changing week. Yeah. In so many ways. And I was thinking about that, and... There were two things. Um, as he mentioned, David and I are brand new to the church. So we knew, we know, knew no one as Monday morning. So I was watching the students come in, and some of them were brave. Yep. Some of them were like, I'm going to conquer the world this week. Some of them had their heads down, wouldn't make eye contact. Some of them looked totally disgusted, mm. like, I don't want to be here, but I'm kind of being forced to be here. And so I had to do a little heart check because David and I walked through those 
force feeling the exact same way. Mm. We knew no one, we didn't know what to expect, but I found myself making little assumptions mm. about some of the students, which was very unfair. Mm. And I think Oftentimes, we're quick to do that. We judge a book by the cover. Yeah. And there were certain students that Monday morning, I thought, hmm, I don't know what's going on with that student, but I'm going to make it a point to find out. Wow. That's good. So it was just a good reminder that we need to invest we need to ask questions and don't make quick judgments. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Well yep. said, too. My goodness. Yep. That's awesome. Je- Jesus, like, was simply with people. You know, he was, he, he was love. Just, you know, that's the encouragement. Be love. And you, I saw you do that a lot this week, and you did it so well. What was the time that you simply were with a student and the impact that it had? Yeah, well, there were a couple times, but one really stands out, and um, we had a seminar on Tuesday afternoon, and we were talking to the kids about stress in their life, and you can imagine being 7th through 12th year old, there's a lot of stress in their worlds that we might not think of. And I had an opportunity to chat with one student, and I said, do you have any stress in your life? Hmm. And their response was, my world is stress. Wow. That's how we roll in my house. Wow. And my heart just broke in two. And I was like, you know, that's not really healthy. I said, is there someone that you can go to, to turn to, to maybe talk about that? No. I don't trust people. And I said, There's got to be someone. Only two people know about it. Which raised little flags in my heart and in my mind. And unfortunately, time was up. Hmm. So I couldn't follow up with the conversation. So later that afternoon, I sought out one of the staff and team members And I just made them aware of the situation because it was early in the week. And I wanted to kind of keep an eye on this particular student because there were some flags. Right. So we prayed specifically for that student. And I continued praying for that specific student through the week. And I looked for opportunities to reconnect But unfortunately, there wasn't a natural one. And you know teenagers, like Matt just said, they can see through you quickly. Yeah. (laughs) So this student would know 
if I were forcing myself or forcing the situation or whatever. So from a distance, I just made sure I made eye contact. I made sure I said hello and touched base, but I didn't get the reconnect that I really desired. I continued to pray. My heart continued to break every time I saw this student. Hmm. And I was feeling kind of down, and I thought, ugh, the week's going to end, and they're going to go away, and that's going to haunt me. Late Friday afternoon, I was doing a tour of all the workshops just to see what all the kids did. And the student pulled me aside and said, Miss Brenda, I didn't talk to you the other day because I didn't trust you. But now I do. Wow. Let me tell you about some of the things in my life that are stressing me out. Wow. And the student poured their heart out to me at that moment as my heart was breaking and it still does as I think about it. Wow. So it's interesting to see the Holy Spirit move yeah. and to watch it work even when we don't think we're doing anything. Yeah. But they were watching us. Yeah. They were listening to us. Yeah. As we spoke words of encouragement, as we spoke words of love, sometimes words of discipline too. Yeah. Um, but that's important to them. Boundaries are important. So just a little background. Dave and I were never blessed with children. We don't work with children. <laughs> <laughs> this was a stretch beyond. <laughs> this was so far out of our wheelhouse and our comfort zone. We don't know the language. We don't know the personalities. And so it was exercising some serious muscles of faith wow. this week and stepping out of our comfort yeah. zone. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That's really cool, Brenda. That's really cool. I can tell that just you, you're, you're saying how intentional you were, making eye contact. You were touching base, saying hello. That, and that was the thing that made that student trust you. Why is it that that is so important to you, that, that just being with somebody, just being loved to somebody... Tell me about that in your life. Well, if I had the opportunity to go out for dinner with eight people or meet one person for coffee, I'm going to pick the one person for coffee. That's cool. Just so happens that my love language is one-on-one -on -one time. And so I think that's so important to me. We're all wired differently, but that's what works for me. And it's in those one-on-one -on -one times that you learn yeah. 
You learn the person's heart. You can dig a little deeper. You can get beneath the surface. And you can really bond. And you can share. And you can support one another. And you can love one another. You know, it's great that we're all in community today. That's wonderful. And Jesus is here and he's with us. But he also desires to be one-on-one -on -one with us. That's right. That's where the rubber meets the road. That when you sit down and have coffee with Jesus, mm -hmm. when you open his word, when you, when you listen to him and you let him speak to you. So I think those connections make such a difference. And you can do a lot of community, you can do a lot of global, but who are you doing the one-on-one -on -one with? It's good. Who are you speaking into? Mm -hmm. Just like Pastor Rob talked about a few weeks ago, who are you speaking into? Who are you encouraging? Who are you building up? Who are you loving? Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. I feel like we all, in a, in a sense, sat down and had coffee with you right now. Literally, I am. Actually, this is coffee. Brenda, thank you so much. Can we just encourage Brenda? Thank you so much, Brenda. That's awesome. I'm going to ask the worship team to come to the stage right now. And uh, just one final story that I want to tell um, about being love. Um, there's, there was one student this week who on Monday and Tuesday decided to kind of just stand off to the side during lunch. You know, lunch is the time where everybody's sitting together and just chit-chatting chit and everything else like that, laughing and stuff. And this student decided on day one that he would stand kind of off to the, the corner and just be on his phone, eat lunch, standing up. And so um, me personally, and this is a principle that I have, I just hate seeing people standing alone. It's just like, just makes me, me, it makes me uncomfortable seeing somebody uncomfortable. And so I went over to the student and I just decided to engage with him. And um, he just showed me some videos on his phone and some things that he liked to do, which was edit videos, right? Well, nothing too crazy. Just, I just showed an interest in his life and what he was interested in. Second day, Tuesday, same thing happened. He was still standing in the same corner in lunch when everybody else is, is chatting. And the same thing, I don't know if it was the Holy Spirit or just me feeling uncomfortable for him, just went over and just said, hey, how's it going, man? And then just, again, he just showed me some, phone, some videos on his phone and things like that, and that was it. Nothing crazy. And I just showed an interest in what he was interested in. And then by day three, he was with students in the lunch area, which was awesome to see. But, and I just, again, like Brenda said, just touched base with him throughout the week. And on Friday, it was the coolest thing. He was in music technology, and uh, he, I, you know, I'm showing interest in the things that he's making and the songs that he, the songs that he's made, excuse me one second, um, the songs that he's made and things like that. I'm just showing an interest. And, um, and then on Friday, when he was finished with his final project, he had, I think it was Jen, come and find me in my office and said, get Matt, because I want to show him this. And that's what happens when we just show interest in somebody. That's what happens when we just be love with somebody. 
they allow an opportunity for you to have an impact in their life. Now, I, this person probably is not a Christian, probably didn't come to Jesus, to know Jesus as his personal savior. But regardless, there's a road that's paved. There is a, a pathway that is made. There was the love of Jesus shown not only by myself, but by many people. And so who is it that this week that you can be loved with? Because everyone can love anyone. Everyone can love everyone. So who is the one person that you need to love this week? Who is the one person that you need to speak love to? Who is the one person that you need to show love to? Who is the one person that you need to be loved to this week? So we're about to sing a song. Honestly, I love this song so much because I feel like every time we sing this song, it's build my life. I feel like every time we sing this song, this is a song that is our church. Like it's kind of the DNA of our church, just kind of speaking. And we as one body sing this song and it's just something special to specifically this church. And the bridge is so powerful. And it says, "What man, it, it works so well with what we're talking about. I will build my life upon your love. That's it. Because everyone can love anybody. And if you make the foundation of your life the love of Jesus, then you can speak love. You can show love. You can be loved to anyone in your life if you decide to make the foundation of your life the love of Jesus. So today, as we sing this response song, that's what I want you to do. I want you to remind your soul and let it encourage your soul that today I am making a decision to make the foundation of my life the love of Jesus. Would you stand with me as I pray? Thank you, Jesus, for everything that you've done. Thank you, Jesus, for your love that, that was poured out for us. Thank you, Jesus, for the price that you paid upon the cross to, to make me, to make us a part of your family. Jesus, I just thank you that you allowed us to experience your love. You allowed us to experience your heart. And Jesus, thank you that you are so good that we can build our life on you, that you are so solid, that we can rest on you, that you are so strong that we can fall back on you. Jesus, I pray that we love, make a decision to love someone this week. Thank you, Jesus, for first loving us and allowing us to love others. Thank you, Jesus.